Hello, good morning. It is once again me, your favorite deputy of Movie Deputy Podcasts, bringing to you a review that I have been waiting to bring to you since I first saw one of the previews months ago. Well, today we are going to be talking about Oppenheimer. Now, this movie has definitely polarized a lot of audiences, maybe not as much as the one we talked about yesterday, but this one definitely... There's there's just something about this movie, and there's people that can't deal with this much truth in a movie nowadays. And I think one of the biggest things I appreciate, and I've touched on this again, I'm sure I'll touch on it many more times, is as a constitutionalist that I am, I'm very I'm conservative along the lines of the Constitution, that I appreciated that they didn't go woke with this movie. There's a brief scene that is less than a second long that most people will probably miss that probably some left person wanted to get in there. It's kind of ironic as J. Robert Oppenheimer was a self-described New Deal Democrat. He was often thought of as a communist because he studied all over the world, all over the globe. He studied with communists and he had friends who were communists and he was friend just basically he had a very well-rounded education. He didn't necessarily pay attention to where the information came from because science doesn't care what your political beliefs are. Science is science. <laughs> There's a big quote in the movie that says the important thing isn't can you read music, it's can you hear the music. So it's not just about understanding it on paper, it's about understanding it in your head. And you have to be able to comprehend things on a different level than a lot of different people. And you're like, okay, but you haven't even given us really any information on this movie yet. Well, this one definitely it does have a guilty rating. This movie is three hours long, so if you're planning on going see the going to see this, definitely make sure you're planning for a movie that is that length. There are some scenes of complete nudity, and there is some very strong language used at times, including F-bombs. So if either one of those things is offensive to you, this might not be the movie for you. But if you are going because you want to see the story of J. Robert Oppenheimer and everything that went on with the gray board and Louis Strauss the whole kind of everything with the whole process, the Manhattan Project, everything, then this is one that you're going to want to see. The very first trailer that I saw for this movie, I had goosebumps back in the day. It's like, I know I'm old, but um, <laughs> I actually had done a report on Oppenheimer. He had a quote, and I've used this quote many times since then. Since then, I can't talk. But the people never really understood what the quote was referring to, and this quote is so much deeper than I think a lot of people give it credit for. But the quote is, I am become death, destroyer of worlds. Now, that sounds so dark and so foreboding and so... It has so much depth to it that it tends to turn people away, but there is so much to that quote. The original quote was in Sanskrit, and so it's been translated a few times. To the best of my knowledge, this is the closest translation to what it actually meant in Sanskrit. The Sanskrit is a language that is very difficult for many to understand, and it was thought to be a dead language for many years. And even back in the day of J. Robert Oppenheimer, he was interested in studying these things because even back then they were studying science and to understand the depth of the importance of all that. And you're like, okay, why is she getting so philosophical on this? It's like, that's what this entire movie is. This movie is aimed at intellectuals. It's not just like an entertaining drama about his life. It is that, but the movie is is aimed at intellectuals. There's a lot of legal speak. There's a lot of just technical stuff that's going on. And 
like I when I went to see this I was just wowed it's like I could not wait to go see it again when I went to set, we went I went on opening night and then I took my went with my husband the following night because he had really wanted to see it and he had been at work the day before but when he saw it it's like okay I'm gonna go ahead and let you know the score that I gave it I gave Oppenheimer a score of eight and a half out of ten on the deputy scale now as you can imagine that's a pretty amazing score but that's this is a pretty amazing movie but my husband on the other hand he's not into the legal speak i know a lot of people aren't into the legal speak but even with that he gave it a 6.75 out of 10 and i feel it's important to mention that just because it's a different perspective he doesn't eat sleep and breathe movies like i do but he loves historical movies and he really gets into the historical ones but even this one just they're going through some of it so fast and they're jumping kind of back and forth uh, the movie is both in color and in black and white everything in color is from like oppenheimer's life and everything like that and then the stuff that is in gray is years later in front of the gray board or the black it's, it's in black and white there it's a it was a panel not designed to put Oppenheimer on trial but it was designed to either, it was either approve or deny his security clearance no so like he was never on trial for like any of this stuff but his credibility and his associations put his security levels at risk due to the due to the atomic energy commission and even some of his best friends in the whole thing with the manhattan project and everything even looking back from that that for their perspective is even they had to admit under the atomic energy commission's new guidelines that they would no longer approve his security clearance airy stuff that but sorry one of my kitties <laughs> they're kind of a usual thing i've always got them in here with me but this really delves deep into his life it del it looks into his studies both foreign and domestic it looks into his travels his relationship with his wife his relationship with his mistresses like i said if you're sensitive to that kind of thing this may not be the movie for you but if you you can look past all that and just look at the history that's being presented here he he made such a difference and you're like okay he created a bomb how does that make a difference there's so much more to it he literally created a haven for independent minds he refused to live his life afraid to make a mistake because he theory could only take him so far and in order to to learn from that he had to take it beyond theory he ended up alienating himself in in among the scientific community i know that sounds so so counter counterintuitive the exact quote from the movie is don't alienate the only people in the world who understand you someday you might need them and then there's another point that touches on it it's kind of a counter a counter argument it says that they need us until they don't now think about that one of the most brilliant minds in history creating the bombs that were targeted for Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Some of the most devastating bombs in history. When they did their test in Los Alamos, New Mexico back in 1945, they had run all the numbers they could run, but something like this had never been done before. So some of them were betting it was 1,000 tons to 20,000 tons. They were, they were calculating in kilotons. And there was even a calculation that this would cause a chain reaction that wouldn't stop. So even though the number was near zero, it, there was a chance that when they did this test in Los Alamos, that it could have ignited the atmosphere. Now, even just talking about that, I get goosebumps. They did not know what was going to happen, but they knew we needed to, to win the war. Knowing that power and having that power and control 
controlling that power seems so unthinkable. There's another quote in this movie that I think just it captures the entire movie in a quote. And don't worry, I'm not giving you any spoilers or anything. You know how much I hate spoilers. So, But it said, once it's used, meaning these bombs, once it's used, nuclear war, all war, becomes unthinkable until someone builds a bigger one. Now, he was a man of conviction. He was a man that knew what he wanted and knew how to get it. But the initial numbers and the estimates they didn't capture the depth and destruction of these bombs. And he never, it wasn't that he regretted building these. It wasn't that they regretted using them. It's just he could not help but have sorrow in his heart and have some conviction of like all of the innocent lives that were lost. Now, with any, well, it's like the movie we talked about, I'm trying to remember which one it was. It was one of the, I think it was one of the Mission Impossibles, but without war, there could be no peace. This is one of those situations. This war would have gone on and on and on and on and on. And these bombs were not the end, just the end of World War II. They were be the beginning of the Cold War. And that, that, like I said, this movie touches on so much of that, but that's not the main focus of the movie, believe it or not. And yes, I know I am going way long for a review here. I'm actually not going to even apologize for that because this one is just, this is just what it is. And like I said, the focus of this movie is actually the gray board. It is basically orchestrated by Louis Strauss, and he picks these three board members. Of course, Oppenheimer has his defense attorney, and there's a prosecutor, but like I said, it's not a trial. It's just a board that either approves or denies, and they touch on that a lot in the movie. It's not a con They're not looking to convict. They're just looking to deny, but they rip his entire life apart. Every decision he's made, every relationship that he's had, they bring in people that are for him, people that are against him. He can bring in people, but they manage to twist things all around. And so one of the most important people to history basically almost gets forgotten because of the way that this board was processing all of the information and because just kind of everything that happened. Now, Louis Strauss had a vendetta against Oppenheimer for many years over something that was actually not something that, it wasn't what it seems. I can't give that away because it would be a major spoiler. But he had a vendetta that he, he really held on to for a long time. And it's really true that the truly vindictive can be patient as saints and that the power stays in the shadows. There are so many parts to this movie. And like I said, there, the one timeline is all in color. The other timeline is in black and white. And it jumps back and forth a bit. So you kind of have to be able to put that together in your mind. And like I said, it's three hours long. But there is not a dull moment in this movie. There's not one of those moments where you're just, just like, okay, looking down, checking your phone. This is one of those movies when the three hours have gone by and the credits start rolling. Then you look at your phone and you're like, it's been three hours. <laughs> it's just, if you go to this movie and you don't have goosebumps, I don't, I don't know what to say. I really don't. I, every person that I talked to was moved significantly by this movie. And I, I didn't talk to everybody, obviously. And I know a couple of people walked out of this. I heard one person just randomly saying in the lobby when I did go to the theater that they thought it was boring. And I'm like, did we just watch the same movie? And another older gentleman looked at her and or looked towards her. He wasn't even like standing near her. He just looked over her and he's just, just like, and he, he just said the word pitiful. And so I, you could tell that the movie had gotten to him. He had tears in his eyes. And he's from the generation that 
where a lot of this was happening and maybe it was his dad's generation maybe he was maybe he might have been a little bit younger than he looked or who knows he may have been from the world war ii generation this is just movies like this there have been we've been really lucky this year there have been some amazing movies that have come out this year so far and there have also been a lot of flubs as well but tarot stop it sorry <laughs> but like i said this one like i said i did give it an eight and a half out of ten i did give this a guilty rating like i said there is nudity there is language there's other things that are happening too there's a few continuity errors that it's the only reason it's not a higher score. Honestly, this one probably deserved a nine, but there were a few continuity errors that I just couldn't get past. One of them being that this movie is taking place in the 1940s and they have flags that have all 50 stars on them and a, and a couple of scenes. And I'm like, no, the, the flag at the time was only a 48 star flag. And that's probably my biggest thing. But honestly, my husband didn't even notice it. And he normally picks up on that stuff. It's just, it's a time, it's in a scene where the flag is run a lot of motion. So unless it's like you're really paying attention, it's not something that you're going to catch. And so I don't want to get stuck on that because that's not, that's not the focus of this movie. The focus of this movie is it's not just these bombs and it's not the fact that we dropped them on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It's, it's about the man. It's about everything that went into the Manhattan Project and everything that went into the program that, that split the atom and built, made the atomic bomb. Now, mind you, Oppenheimer was not involved with splitting the atom. I don't want anybody to get confused on my review on that. But there was just so much to this. I just, <laughs> I want to talk, I want to tell you more about it, but there's so many things that are spoilers and I, and I won't do that to you. It's just, I, I, I want to know your feedback. When you go see this movie, message me or tag me on social media and let me know what you think about this movie. This is one of those ones that I would love to have maybe discussions on down the road. Like I said, this is one of those ones that really goes deep into the whole intellectual side of it. I would, like I said, I would really love to get people's opinions on just as a whole. But I want to leave you on one final note on this is it's one of those things to think about when you're watching the movie and maybe in real life too. But do people need a reason to do the right thing? It's one of those things that could really go either way. It, it, it can evoke a lot of thought. It can evoke a lot of arguments. It can evoke a lot of everything. But that's the note I want to leave you on on this. And I hope this review has enticed you enough that made you want to go see this movie. Made you want to go experience this for yourself. That's one of the reasons I do what I do with this. Is I, I love getting so passionate about these movies. And I do like to warn people. Like I said, it's got the nudity and the language. So I want to warn people that if you're sensitive to that, this, is, this may not be the movie for you, even with all the historical stuff in it. And I have to praise the studio on this. They really did an exceptional job. And Cillian Murphy as Oppenheimer. It's like you forget you're watching a movie. You, you feel like you're watching his life at times. And Robert Downey Jr. as Louis Strauss and everything with this. There is so much conviction in the way that they play these parts that it blows me away. It shows that there's more than all of this woke garbage in Hollywood. And I would love to see more of this. So if you agree with me, of course, please like and subscribe. If not, so be it. But I have had a lot of fun bringing this to you. And like I said, I hope that I have enticed you and inspired you that you want to go see this. So until we talk about the next one, bye-bye.